1: Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results.
0: I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. The next big treatment for addiction may have presented itself. Several psychedelic drugs have been touted as effective treatments for alcohol and drug abuse, but psilocybin, also known as magic mushrooms, seems to be the most effective when combined with therapy. Psilocybin still remains illegal under federal law, but there are some clinical trials running to study the drug and how it can address the psychological needs of addiction. Brendan Burrell, contributor to the New York Times, joins us for more. Thanks for joining us, Brendan. Thanks for having me. Well, researchers are getting a little bit excited about what could be the next big treatment for addiction. There's been not very much research done in this this sector when it comes to using psychedelic drugs. There's limited things that have been going on, but they're trying to use these things to help manage conditions like depression, anxiety, chronic pain, even eating disorders. And the one thing that kind of has been standing out above other things is psilocybin, which is also known as magic mushrooms. In some of the studies that they've been doing, they're showing that it has some really good potential to help, especially when uh, it comes uh, to alcohol and harder drugs, also nicotine. So, uh, Brendan, tell us more about this, please.
2: So, yeah, the psychedelic drugs had sort of been studied back in like the 1950s and 60s, kind of the heyday of the LSD era. And with sort of the passage of the Controlled Substances Act, all that stuff was made illegal, the highest sort of category of, of illegal drugs, basically schedule one. And so research came to halt. But, some, you know, o- over the last 20 years, there have been sort of some looking in the archives and noticing some of these promising early studies showing that LSD could help people quit alcohol, maybe. And so now we're seeing this this incredible resurgence, and a lot of it has focused on ketamine, which is this anesthetic drug, Special K and so on, that creates some some psychedelic effects. And that's that's showing promise in sort of ending alcohol abuse. But psilocybin is the next horizon, and it has an even more profound psychedelic trip and people scientists feel like this is critical to having allowing people to change their lives
0: and you know there's a, a clinical trials going on with psilocybin to the point of how things have progressed right the john hopkins center for psychedelic and consciousness research i mean uh, you know these are uh, whole departments now set up looking to this and you know it's helping people right there was a a small example that you had in the article about a woman who uh, had a smoking habit. She wanted to kick that. She got involved in one of these clinical trials and she took the psilocybin in accompaniment with a uh, therapy session and she was able to kick her smoking habit. So these are the kinds of things that they're seeing with these types of treatments now.
2: Yeah, she had a really profound experience. I mean, she's a an investor, lives part time in Boston, who you just never expect is going to be taking a hallucinogenic mushrooms, right? And um, <laughs> So she goes into this clinic, lays down and sort of she described to me her trip is like climbing up this series of interconnected ladders, looking out to these pools that sort of for her were these psychological problems that she was facing. And it was like she comes back from the trip that lasts about five hours and she's like tells the two therapists in the room, like, I understand why I smoked and I, I don't need to do that anymore. And yeah, I mean, so far the, the early results, I mean, I think we have to be cautious here because these trials have still been sort of small trials, and we're seeing sort of 80% success rate in about 15 smokers was that that trial that Amy participated in. And that's, I mean, compared to current sort of best outcomes is about 30%. So these, these things are very exciting, but we don't know that they work for everybody. And even if they're just a little bit effective, it can have a huge public health impact.
0: Definitely, yeah. And, you know, recently on the podcast, we even did a story about how some of these drugs are being adopted by, like wellness culture, right? The whole micro dosing things, and obviously what we're talking about right now, we're done in clinical settings. Uh, Johns Hopkins, right? They just received a four million grant from the National Institutes of Health to keep on studying these things. But even in in people's everyday lives, they're approaching psilocybin as something that that can help them out with. So they're looking at this for more of the more than just chemical dependency too when right, you know when we're talking about drugs and alcohol and, and cigarettes and and the nicotine in them they're even looking for it to help with other psychological needs.
2: I think the point there is when we think about people have an addiction to cocaine or alcohol and you try to quit that you're using it every day your body goes through just this physical withdrawal you get the shakes and your heart rate is is high you feel anxiety and all of that that tends to go away within a few weeks after quitting a drug or alcohol right but why is it that people then go back and take that drug again the physical symptoms are gone and that is where you need something to sort of flip a psychological switch and what these researchers believe is that psilocybin or other psychedelic drugs give people this kind of profound spiritual experience in some sense, and that helps the therapy they're going through sort of stick and give them sort of the mental flexibility that they can reconfigure their life and move away from their addiction.
0: And so what are next steps with all of this? Uh, You know, some are saying that they worry that they're not studying, evaluating psilocybin in poorer communities where you know people might have greater addictions uh, and uh, you know just the, the number of them so people are saying maybe we should move clinical trials there or or, or uh, you know, at least leave it open to people like that um, so these are might be some next steps that in in the study of all this
2: yeah i think the point is that that the author michael Pollan's written a very well received book about the, you know the future of psychedelics and how they change your mind and so on so there's like lots of white people out there who are very well read and are like, sign me up, I wanna do this. <laughs> right. um, but the impact of addictions is actually is, as you point out, most profound in, in, in poor communities and communities of color. And some of these people are not as sort of well-versed in these potential benefits. And so if we really wanna evaluate how well these things work, yes, we should be testing them in places in like Berkeley, <laughs> but we should also be testing them in Birmingham, Alabama, to really get a a full picture of how well they work and to help the people most at at
0: need. It'll be interesting to keep following this. uh, You know, attitudes around a lot of different types of drugs have been changing very much recently. So we'll see what continues with this. Brendan Burrell, contributor to The New York Times. Thank you very much for joining us.
2: Thanks a lot for having me.
0: I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast, Every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast.